Welcome to a new episode of Obsessed with ABGs, Aspirations, Boardrooms, and Goals. I'm Kimberly in Canada. And I'm Reina in Germany. Being friends halfway across the world isn't stopping us from talking about our careers, Asian identities, and life in general. We're basically each other's hype women, and we want to be yours as well. Welcome to Obsessed with ABGs. quick check-in. How are you? Like, what's new? How is it all feeling? What new things are you doing? Even you just saying we're in our second year of this pandemic, like we've entered year two is crazy to me. Like I didn't, like I'm still reeling from 2020, you know, like all my hopes and dreams from 2020, it still feels unfulfilled. So yeah, yeah, it's just interesting. I don't, I think right now, just finding a new thing, something else to um, hopefully pass the time to kind of fulfill this, you know, it, you know, this like, I don't know. I don't know if everyone's feeling this, but like an emptiness. Is that fair? Yeah. Do you feel like you still have a lot of like leftover time compared to how you were in 2019? Yes and no. Yes, because like I'm not, I'm not going out. Usually we go out for dinners, hang out with friends, you know. Um, last year we were prepping to do dragon boat season that got canceled. So like all my usual Wednesdays at seven o'clock hitting in the water is not happening anymore or my salsa classes, rehearsals and whatnot. That's canceled. So yeah, that time to fill has been open. But because we're working from home now, I do feel like I work more. Yeah. Instead of commuting to work, now you just start your day with work sooner? For me, I feel like my life in Germany, even like before COVID, was so different from how my life was in Toronto that, Mm. you know, you and I had Dragon Boat practice together on Wednesdays at seven. Yeah, it was at seven, right? Yeah. And yeah, we would see each other for like dinners. Mm. And I don't know, just yeah, so many like social things. And so moving to Germany, it's a whole new community for me. And so it's not like I have, you know, that many friends. Mm -hmm. And I think also living almost like an hour and a half away from my office, I was commuting like three hours a day. So I had time for like nothing else. So with this pandemic, I've actually kind of gained back that commuting time that you were also talking about. But it's still, I don't know. It's very weird. I don't know how else to describe it. And it's funny because we we don't have kids. So like for those who are listening who have kids, I know it's a completely different experience for them. I think on my Mm -hmm. team, I've met everyone's children and and not voluntarily. Sometimes their kids would just walk right into the into their Zoom meetings. And for them, they've had to become a teacher. They've had to become like a full on like 100 percent caregivers for their child when usually they might be at work for eight hours so like i do see the difference now because even if i wanted to like connect with some of my friends the ones who are parents it's quite difficult because it's it's like there's no separation from the home yeah completely i think you know again like neither of us have kids so 
you know, what do we know? But I feel like for most parents, for most working parents, once they got to the office or once they like started their commute into the office, they can sort of turn off their like parent mm-hmm. side of their identities and then switch it back on when they were going home. But now there's like it's completely blurred, right? Oh, yeah. So can, can I, just so. Tell, I told you this funny story, but uh, one of my girlfriends, she ha- she was working at the time and then she was also having to be a teacher and she was trying to teach her four year old child basic arithmetic, like one plus one. But in the sense of one cow was okay. out in the field and one cow from the barn joined. How many cows are there in total? The answer would be obviously for us one plus one equals two. Two cows. Two. Oh my two god, cows. her daughter was so cute. Her daughter was like, "Well, why did the cow leave the barn? Was she, was the cow unhappy <laughs> at the barn? And now that there is like more cows outside, how come it only has to be those cows? Why can't like a cat join them?" It was just yeah. It took her about three hours to get through three of those type of what? Questions. Oh my god! Because she's like, I don't know. Just the cows don't care. How many cows are there? <laughs> And so as parents, like, you know, not only do you have to talk to your children in a way that they can understand it, but like, you don't, you're not a teacher. So like, they're, oh, yeah. I don't know, like how they fill their time is like, I was listening, I was laughing, but I could see the pain. And I'm like, oh, yeah, how you now have to fill your time is so different. So different. Oh, yeah, completely. Honestly, working moms, working dads as well, but I think especially yeah. working moms, the one who usually are the ones who carry the emotional baggage and like um what is it called again emotional Emotional labor labor emotional labor yeah emotional labor i think the working moms are the heroes of this entire pandemic oh yeah i I, and i i I don't know how i would have done it i we for us it's just finding hobbies now to fill that time that's exactly it yeah like what are we going to do with all this like you know free time which i know is a privilege on its own to have that free time but Let's face it, we're human. We need stimulation. We need things to do. I was just going to say, it's not even like free time because we're in lockdown. So it's like free time in your home. (laughs) Yep. That's true. That's true. And like, luckily where I live, yes, we are in lockdown, but it's not like we have curfews and it's not like we can't leave our homes. So I have gotten to know my neighborhoods pretty well by going on the same walks and, you know, using the same routes. So yeah, at least I can go outside, I guess. So what? Okay. So let's, let's go right right into this episode then. Yeah. So Kim, I remember that in one of our episodes, you talked about your goal for 2021. Yes. And one of them was actually to start a new hobby or find some other things to do, right? Yeah. So my thing was to find something to be active because, you know, when you're in, I live in a 700 square foot condo. So I just needed to like do something and I, I couldn't figure out what that would be. Um, so yeah, in this whole process, uh, I was like, you know what? I really miss salsa dancing. We were, my husband and I were really into it, uh, 2018, 19. We even performed. Yeah. And you it, did. I remember. Yeah, yeah. We did like a whole, we did several performances. Uh, we took a break and I, and I regret it now because as we took the break, that's when the pandemic hit. And mm. it was like, oh, okay. I guess we we're forced to, but. Now, we're trying to figure out how we can get back to it, because if you don't practice, you kind of lose some of it, if, especially if you're not dancers. Like, right. my husband and I, we aren't dancers. So, yeah. with uh, How did she even get into salsa in the beginning? 
Are you okay, guys? Guys. <laughs> if you ever have the chance to visit Cuba, <laughs> there's a lot of like fun activities to do. But when it when you pick a time to go and it just how happens to rain the entire time you're there, there's not much to do. You can't really go on the beach. And so a lot of the, they have the entertainment gurus. Wait, is this like the premise of Dirty Dancing? Oh my God. Are you basically living Dirty Dancing? <laughs> I'm baby. <laughs> and that kind of looks like he has like hints of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I guess. Um, but we went to Cuba. And uh, it rained the entire time. And they have like an entertainment group that kind of like does activities and stuff like that. This was at the resort. Um, and so they were doing salsa dancing. They're like, come dance. And we couldn't, we didn't really know how to dance. And it just got to the point where all the great dancers got on, on the floor and were really good. And so Matt wow. and I looked at each other and we're like, we are aspiring. When we go back to Toronto, we are going to be them. That is the goal. We're going to look and dance like them. And whenever we decide to go back to Cuba on a vacation, like we'll be able to dance, dance amongst the stars. <laughs> wow. And I love that that was a collective goal between you two. It wasn't like one of you saying another person going, eh, I don't know. Let's think about it. Like you guys actually both wanted to do this. So the good thing about Matt and I, and I think this is what makes us compatible, not to say that every couple has to have this, but what makes us compatible is that we'll give that activity a shot for example he did outdoor volleyball i okay i'll go with you and try it i hated it not for me matt loved it that was his activity but at least you tried exactly but for dragon boating i season one i did it on my own and matt was like okay i'll, I'll give it a shot and then as you know he was on our team eventually yeah. so like we'll always go back and forth and and give it a go if we don't like it we could say we didn't like it and we tried uh with salsa we both really loved it um Wow. Yeah, like we surprisingly really loved it. We loved that it was um, challenging. We loved that there was always something to learn. And we loved the performance aspect. We loved the music. The music was something we really, really enjoyed. So it just snowballed um, to the point where we kind of... God, I love that for you guys. <laughs> A lot of people are always shocked that I managed to... Or Matt voluntarily will go into a performance and, and do and he had like red yeah. suspenders on the leather jacket like he had a full-on costume so a lot of people are shocked uh, i don't think it's that hard to convince matt to like wear costumes <laughs> but... <laughs> hey are you listening to this <laughs> go over there uh but like it's it's not it's true but like yeah, so, so long story short um with us not practicing because obviously salsa dancing is a joint like you know you're touching each other right like it's it's not like a social distance type of a thing so matt and i what we've done is sundays actually so this is a recording day after recording we do an hour of salsa practice now we peel up all our videos from classes and practice some of the moves the turns like a barrel roll or like just even like a you know we we dance on two for those who dance salsa we're on two so just to practice counting properly again um and doing our shines so we'll we'll try to go through that. And then we also taped, if you come into our condo, we have a green box with the, uh, it's like a masking tape on the floor because oh. our last lesson, we, we have to learn to take smaller steps. So we're trying to keep our steps within that box and we just have it permanently out the entire time now because that's what kind of our weekly thing. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Does the your last... cat Luna like go into that little square and like no. lie down? We have it? a carpet that goes oh. over 
Oh, yeah, man, sometimes. Okay. So it's like she doesn't she doesn't care. She's a cat. She's just like, eh, it's green tape on the floor. Um, but there are like videos of cats where you put a circle, like if you tape a circle onto the floor, cats will go in and like sit in that circle. Are you serious? Yeah. New hobby. Can you try that with Luna? What, you have a cat. Yeah. <laughs> you try it. Okay, fine. I'll try it with mine too. Okay, we'll, we'll both try it. We'll go ne- next okay. episode, guys. Our hobby will going to include see what our cat will do with masking tape. <laughs> Anyway, totally off topic. Keep going about salsa. Oh no, that, and that so that's kind of a hobby in which we're revisiting. Um, so that I love that. Yeah, so that like I do think part of the hobbies is not just learning something always brand new, but like continuing with the hobbies that you love or revisiting um, some things. And um, I know, like last year near the tail end of twenty twenty, um, we I took up golf. So again, going back to what yeah. Matt and I, what I was saying, Matt and I like to try each other's activities. I don't freaking care about golf, but Matt does. Loves golf. He's kind of a typical white man in that sense. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> Thanks for saying it. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, but I, I said to him, you know what? You've taken up salsa dancing. And what I love about, so part of also why we took up salsa dancing was this is something we could do as our retirement goals. Like when we're 65 How or 70. How old are you right now? <laughs> We think ahead. We're goal we're, we're goal setters. But I was thinking at sixty five, <laughs> like it would be great to be those Latin ballroom, those elderly couples on the ballroom floor. Hell yes. Right? And so I thought that would be fun. And then I thought, oh wait. But then Matt will know how to salsa dance, so he can come out to our retirement plans, but I won't be able to go on his retirement trips. Like if he wants to golf, I can't I won't be able to join him. So I said to myself, Well, I'm gonna learn now. So by the time I'm in retirement age i too will also be able to golf so then we would salsa dance on sundays and then golf as well so that was something i took up and i took lessons i actually have like videos and maybe i'll post them on my videos online uh yeah yeah. i have like full-on videos like it was like an hour to 30 minute sessions with like a with a golf coach and uh, practicing my swing i have a club and like my gloves and yeah all that so good for you i think when the weather gets a little bit better, because of course in Canada it's like you know negative thirteen right now here degrees Celsius, um, it, you can't really practice. So I think when the weather is nice, I'll go back on the green and and really like, you know, play a real round of golf. Um, but yeah, those those were my activities for this year. So it's going back into salsa and then also, um, picking up golf. Man. I love that you like are so aspirational and goal setter, goal setting to the point of like what to do during retirement. That's amazing. Well, so my fear, I think this is based on fear, is that, you know, like the empty nest syndrome for like elderly couples once their kids are out of the, the home and you guys don't yes. really connect anymore or because my parents divorced uh, right in my mid 20s. But at the same time, like. I was thinking, like, there are ways I could see the red flags. Like, you don't grow together sometimes. And and not just my parents, but, like, most mm-hmm. married couples, right? Like, you just you kind of grow apart. It's sometimes quite natural. And so mm-hmm. my thing is, mm-hmm. before we grow apart, let's see how we can grow together. <laughs> and I think hobbies are, I mean, this whole episode goes back to hobbies and, and finding what you like. I think also part of that is finding what you like, but also if you're in a committed relationship or even friendships, finding what that common ground is and what you know what is those communal activities that you like to do together yes oh man i love you guys even more now 
<laughs> well, you and Joe have a lot of things you guys. No, but you you guys have so many things that you guys do together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I think it's because like for I mean, for both. All, I mean, not both for all four of us. And like we touched upon this in our husband's episode, but we were all um, friends before and then we got into mm-hmm. relationships. Right. Um, so what I mean is that like, for example, Joe and I didn't meet on Tinder with the intention of dating, but it was that like we met in university, we became friends and then we started dating. So I think we had already established that we have a lot of things in common and a lot of, mm-hmm. um, yeah, hobbies together. So on that front, um, it's been not that hard to do things together. Um, and so one of the things that we do together these days is to go running together. And Joe always had been a runner. And then I picked up running in my, what, mid-20s? Yeah. Yeah, probably Mm -hmm. mid-20s. And, like, I remember Joe got me into running, but you were the one that kept me going. (laughs) So, yeah. So for our listeners... I don't know how it all started, but Kim and I decided to sign up one year for um, this really famous run in Toronto called the Sporting Life 10K. So it's just a 10K run from like um, Young and Eglinton. It's basically this, you know, part of Toronto that's a little bit more up north. And then you run down Young Street um, for 10 kilometers and then you end up basically around the lake Mm -hmm. in Toronto. And so we signed up for this run and to train for it, we decided to run together And I think we, like, separately did our own runs throughout the week, but then maybe, like, once a week, Kim and I would either meet up at my train station, which was Spadina Station, or we meet up at Kim's station, which was... Islington. Islington or Islington? Yeah, Islington. Basically, there were, like, two train stops on the same train line, and it was exactly 10 kilometers (laughs) apart. That was genius. So I think maybe we talked about... Yeah, right? I think maybe we talked about this in another episode, but I'm going to share... Yeah, that's right. Okay. But yeah, for our new listeners. So then um, Kim and I would either meet up at Spadina Station and then run together to Islington or vice versa. And it was just like, I don't know, a really fun run that we would do together. So I I love the running aspect for the social component because like the running, running is a very, like there's a big community for running. You genuinely to this day still Mm -hmm. run. I do. I mean... I picked it up again in March last year. So really when the pandemic mm. started, I didn't, I wasn't really regularly running for the last, I would say four or five years. I think I did the Sporting Life 10K maybe twice or three times. And then ever since then, I haven't really been doing it because I was active in other ways in Toronto. You know, we had our Dragon Boat team. Um, I really got into weightlifting. And so I had a trainer, I also, what else did spinning. I spinning? I just looked you did, at a lot. you were. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> guys, let's not forget. How can I forget? Spinning? She was part of the uh, what's called the Soul Cycle cult. <laughs> yes, I totally was. <laughs> I totally was. Um, yeah, I don't know how much money I spent there. I don't want to know, but it was something that I loved so much. Like I already loved spinning from Good Life. Uh, so that's another gym in Toronto uh, for our non-Toronto s- listeners. And Kim, I would actually drag Kim to totally our spinning classes that. at Good Life. I totally forgot. Yeah, I did a whole spinning spiel with you. That lasted for months, too. Like, mul- <laughs> like, yeah, we went to multiple spinning establishments. We did. We totally did. 
Yeah, we went. So I think we started spinning at Good Life, yeah. and then I drag you to something in like like another yes. part of Toronto, like in Fort York or something. And then we also went to Soul Cycle as well. No, with Spinning Co. Oh, Spin Co. Yeah, that's right. So I yeah, totally forgot. Like, like you, you, yeah. Even I got into spinning for a stint there with you. Crazy. Yeah, that's right. Are you gonna buy a Peloton? I still think you're. You're a perfect candidate for a Peloton. I really want one. <laughs> I really want one, but it's so bloody expensive. Well, maybe, hey, sponsor Peloton. If you're listening to this, sponsor it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sponsor our podcast, please. I would love a Peloton. Raina would be the perfect spokesperson. Us if they need any more pronouns. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was active in other ways, and and. and I'm definitely a social active person. I really like the social component. So even though SoulCycle, which is basically you are on a spinning bike, like a bicycle in a dark room with like candles and you're not talking to anybody. Like one of the rules of SoulCycle is that you're not allowed to talk when you're in the studio. But I loved the feeling of everybody collectively doing their own thing and everybody is like trying their hardest And everybody is like getting up from their bikes at the same time and like biking as fast as they can and then going back down and having like this like moment together. I really love that feeling. And like I'm getting emotional talking about it now because I just loved it so much. And I think that same angle of being social and like individually everybody is like doing the same thing but collectively we're like one thing Mm -hmm. also translated into our dragon boat team Mm -hmm. because we all collectively you know work toward a one goal but everybody had to you know do their own thing do their own part Mm -hmm. it's like 22 of us for me like that's my favorite kind yeah yeah, exactly. That's like my favorite kind of physical activity. So this magic of like the social activities, how does that oh, now yes. translate to COVID? <laughs> um, God, that's such a hard question because unfortunately it doesn't translate over. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the fact that Joe and I get to go for runs together, that's still like the social aspect of physical activity. Um, But really other than that... My sisters and I used to do Zoom workouts together in December. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was really hard to find times that would work for all three of us because we're split and, you know, one's in Abu Dhabi, one's in Toronto, and I'm here. But, you know, for all those times that we were able to find the time together, it was really fun to just, you know, do the same workout together and watch, you know, each other suffer. (laughs) Maybe that's what I like. I like watching other people suffer doing the same thing. I think Raina's having an epiphany. <laughs> She's like, what do I really enjoy? Yeah. <laughs> People and suffering. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to the whole, like, collectively, everybody putting in this the their own effort and working towards one goal, I think that's a really Japanese part of me. You know, that collectivist ah. mindset of everybody is working towards one goal. Like, I don't know how many times I've said that in this episode so far, but that's really it for, you know, Japanese society, like Japanese schools, school activities. Yeah. There's a lot of everybody putting in their own effort and then creating something beautiful together. And that's, yeah, I, what I really love about physical activity for me. This could explain why dragon boating, like a lot of Asian uh, countries do really well. <laughs> I think so. I think totally agree i totally agree 
Because, right. I mean, let's take soccer. Soccer is also that where, like, individually you have to put in your own effort. But you could also go and shine on your own. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Dragon Boat, you can't shine on your own. You have to be in sync. No, there's no way to shine on your own. And you know what's really funny? Um, Joe, I always um, asked him, like, if he wanted to join our Dragon Boat team or try it out. And he always said to me, why would I join a sport where you don't know who to blame when you make a mess or, like, when you <laughs> mess up? Like, if you come in, like, 10th place, you don't know who to blame. Like, there's no accountability. <laughs> And I was like, but that's so good. Like, no one will know if you effed up. I mean, yeah, you're right. Because, like, you always notice people who are not working as hard, but you can never pin it on them. Like, it's not their soul. Because, like, you don't know what's, like, the other people in the back of the boat or at the front of the boat. Like, you look at the person beside you, in front of you, and that's it. That's it. (laughs) Even if you watch a video later, you're never going to know, like, oh, you know, uh jenny in seat five was the one who you know didn't put in 100 percent effort at that stroke yeah that's so true oh my god our coach would be like a frame where he would call us out yeah Uh, we'd all have like our our things that we all have to fix but like if all of us have something to fix at the end of the day then like whose fault is it exactly yeah like he can like you know our coach lynn always collectively said at the end like you know engine should have like done this a little bit better here or like pacers you guys were off um you know he can call out sections but you can't actually call out one person yeah you you couldn't it, yeah. it's it's not it's not as cut and dry as that so that's funny how for joe his his thing in terms of sports or activities or hobbies he needed like accountability yeah so and he also enjoys solo sports so like boxing and running and you know, lifting, all of those are very solo things. Mm. So, um, you know, now that we're running together, we're both, you know, running on our own. But for the most part, we run at my pace, which is slower than Joe's regular pace. It's not terrible, but it's not as fast as Joe's. But we'll do 5Ks and 10Ks every week together. And like, you know, we listen to our own music, but we're kind of doing it together. So... Yeah, I would say that's a new hobby that I've picked up again during this pandemic. Okay, so aside from physical activities, what have you been doing during this COVID lockdown in your home when you can't go out? Yeah, so I've been listening to a lot more audiobooks. And I've always liked to read, um, but sometimes audiobooks are just easier faster and Mm -hmm. i have a rule i've listened to enough audiobooks to know that i can't do fiction books with like different characters and like Mm -hmm. different voice actors because if i don't like that person's voice i'm so quick to just be like meh i'm over it i'm done i can't listen to this but if it's like an autobiography of course like i'm so into it because it's read usually read by that author so i've read Mm -hmm. michelle obama's autobiography i last week just finished alicia key's um, I've listened to Trevor Noah's book. Oh, that one's so, really good too. Right? Yeah. So all of that, yeah, I've loved, loved, loved. Um, and I also, oh, I also read Hillbilly Elegy. Um, that actually is a movie now on Netflix. Of course it is. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, right. And so I think another thing is that because I really like to multitask, 
I like that I get to listen to an audiobook and do like mundane tasks like fold laundry or feel the same way. You know, get ready in the morning. Like, yeah, exactly. Get ready in the morning. That's a big one. Um so yeah, I've been listening to a lot more audiobooks and I've just been like reading in general. That hasn't so, really changed. It's funny because when I listen to audiobooks, I now listen to them to two and a half speed. Like I've doubled like over double the speed so I can get through them a little bit faster and get through more books. I've trained myself. I went from like one and a half to 1.75 to two, 2.25. And then now if, if I'm concentrating, I could do three. I listen to Becoming on almost three, three times the speed. Um, do they you kind of real? You kind of get used to it. It becomes like you just process, like you don't really think about the read itself or like their voice, you're just processing information. So certain, yeah. it only works on certain books though. It doesn't work okay. for all books. Um, Atomic Habits, that's how I got through it at two times speed. Um, what was another book that I read? Trevor Noah's, I actually read, I listened to that at actual speed because okay. he has a delivery, like he's a comedian. So that yeah. was a, a legit speed. Um, but yeah, for the most part, if it's like a technical or self-help type of book, it's always usually at two times the speed. Yeah, I can. You know what? I get that about the self help books. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll try that the next time. So fun tip for those who wants to just see if you have a. You know, I think a lot of people are are, are hard on themselves because um, they always have these list of books that I, they want to read or get through. Yeah, I know I felt guilty. Uh, I was like, oh, I should read these books. These are really popular. These are bestsellers, uh, and sometimes I have a hard time reading them or getting started. So I think by just doubling the speed, it just. I get through it a lot better and it's another thing to cross off my list and just productivity wise, it makes me feel better. Yeah. And do you do things while you're listening? Oh, exactly the same, the same as you when I'm cooking, when I'm like cleaning or when I'm getting ready in the morning or for driving to like pick up food or something, I'll have uh, an audiobook or podcast in the background. Yeah. Those are the usual times. Um, but that's in, in even sometimes when I'm just in bed and like getting ready for bed or just yeah, I'll have it in the background with yeah. my sage. I have like a little like a uh, diffuser here and just listen to it. Oh, yeah, sounds like a nice little like self care routine. Yeah, I do think audio and self care to me is very synonymous. Yeah. Um, look at this podcast, <laughs> 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 right? Because I did say that in my goals for twenty twenty, this this podcast that we're doing right now is also like very much self care and like creating something. Mm-hmm. So I do find when I listen to these types of books it it does help me decompress a bit so what i need and i think that's turned into a bit of a hobby actually keeping with the audio theme um tell us more about your hobbies kim oh okay i know this is a segue i know you're you're like <laughs> poking me because what's an episode without me talking about bts <laughs> yeah no 2020 has been what was a year in which actually i was talking about this with matt I'm a very obsessive person. Like I, yes. I have just realized that about myself. I do like to obsess what? over no, things. No, I've known this about you for 10 years now. How are you discovering it <laughs> now? I didn't think about it in the way like, like there's, oh yeah, I'm obsessive. And then there's like you deeply thinking about why, like what is wrong with me? Is it because I'm an only child? Is it it's like someone psychoanalyzed me with, with BTS it just so happened that like I fell down this rabbit hole when I'm like, what's this song that my like like at the time when I was back in school since 2017, they were playing. She was playing the song in the background. Like she always played it, and I didn't know what it was. I really liked it. So when 2018 came around, I'm like, what was that song that she always played? It's that BTS song. I don't know it, what what it was. And at the time, I think it was 
fake love. Yes, it was fake love. And I was like, how does a beat go? And so I just, and I don't know freaking Korean. Like, I don't know how to mimic the words. Like, you don't know what those words are. So it was just, I remembered a week trying to find it. And then that's where the black hole happened. And then 2020, Mm -hmm. the COVID hits, rolls in. And now I have too much time on my hands. And now I'm in this like deep rabbit hole of BTS. And I was already down that rabbit hole. It was already, that was gone. Like by 2019, sign me up. I'm in the fan club. But I think 2020 got worse. Like it just, um, like it's now at twelve o'clock. I need to know. I have to be on Twitter at twelve o'clock just to, so I don't miss anything in Korea. And I renewed for the new army, uh, army fan membership kit, which is like not cheap. And then I bought. I just started buying more stuff because I can't go shopping right now, and all my buying habits are online. So Matt's <laughs> like, "What is this BTS picnic mat that we have? I bought a BTS picnic mat. Okay, <laughs> that's for picnics gone. to have in your home." I I know. I know. When am I going to use this in my house? Like, I don't even have a backyard. I live in a condo. And so Matt's like, why did you buy this? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then like, also, I just love them so much. Yeah. And then I bought like an army bomb and I like, I just, and the army bombs was like a little light, like the little light sticks that they have at concerts. And it just oh, escalated. Okay. Yeah, it's not like a, an actual bomb. They're like little light sticks that you bring to the concerts. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at like Ariana Grande concerts, you can have those like cat ears that like blink. Yes, yes. Kind of like, like oh, that. Yeah, similar, similar. But it's like a round sphere. Oh my God, do I have my army bomb around here? I should have sure brought it. <laughs> I know, like it just, it, it got really bad, I would say, during the pandemic because I don't have other things to fill that void. And yeah. I don't have something else to obsess over. So now it's just been BTS. I think 2018 was like the pinnacle of me getting into it. 2019 was like me becoming a fan. And then 2020 was just take all my money. I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> and then 2021, it's like, it's like there's there's no return. Like, yeah. every time I'm on Twitter now, I have like five accounts that I go to. And I have this obs- like obsession. If I'm away from Twitter for too long, I feel like I've missed something. And I have to go on oh, and check wow. because BTS is the type of people, especially during the COVID, they gotten more busy. They pump out content all the time. I think this is a Korean pop thing, K-pop thing, where content comes out so much, so much, wow. so much. It makes the Western music industry look lazy. So this pandemic, I think because they're not traveling, they just have more time to produce more things. And that's kind of inspired me too to like, oh, you know, they're hustling. I'm going to hustle. But their hustle has taken up my time that like... <laughs> I have no time for, like, myself. Now it's just keeping up with what's going on with BTS. So I don't know if that's a hobby, but, like, that is has been something that has progressively dragged me into a world in which I can't get out of. I'm in. I'm it's stuck. Like that, I'm in for life. It's like that irony of, like, wanting to organize things. So you watch a bunch of organizational videos, but then you just get into watching them and you don't end up organizing. That's so true. Oh, my God. How many times I watched Mar- Marie Kondo and I'm just like... I sh- I should really get to the next room. Haven't done that yet. <laughs> but I'll watch more of her videos. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same thing with BTS. Like you yeah. slowly watch. It's like everyone, if you're an army, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm looking at my camera right now. If you're army, you know what I mean. That's the black hole, this army black hole. And you, that's your, you're in, you're stuck. Good luck. So yeah, that's, it's not productive, I would say. I don't know. I guess depends on who, which side you're on, but you just it's now a fact of my life it's not even a hobby i can't even say it's it's a lifestyle <laughs> it's a lifestyle 
It's a lifestyle. You know what? I agree. I, I th- and you know what? As long as it's bringing you joy and happiness and like <laughs> you're not going broke over it, I support this. I support this new lifestyle. You know what? Take, this is the whole episode. So just to remind everyone what this episode's about, let's move on from hobbies. Basically, what has COVID? How yeah? How has these things taken up our time during COVID? Be, yeah. Be, let's yeah. be real. I said salsa. I said all these other things. B- BTS is like probably seventy five percent of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can totally see that. But you know, um, I'm glad you brought up the word hobbies again because I feel like hobbies are things that you have as kids, and then. At least for me, I went to school and then I kind of forgot about hobbies. You know, Mm, like there are so many things that you do because you have to do them. And you don't really make time for these like, I don't know, playtime and hobbies anymore. Especially with the pandemic, because so many people have to spend time at home. I think it's really brought it back. So, you know, Mm. crocheting or... You know, doing puzzles or... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Puzzles. Neither of us really like puzzles. So, <laughs> yeah. That will not be making my hobbies list. But, yeah, like, I feel like we've kind of brought ourselves back into this children's... I don't know how to say it. Almost like we're back, you know, being kids or something. Yeah, but I, I also, like... I don't want people to think, oh, I don't have time for this. I'm an adult. I don't have time for hobbies. Yes, you do. Yeah. You you just got to find the stuff that you find joy. Like Marie Kondo, what sparks joy in your life? If you're telling me doing your taxes on like a Tuesday evening is fun for you, you're lying to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't judge other people's hobbies. Yes, I can't. You're not. (laughs) I'm judging. (laughs) No, okay, fine. That's fair. If you love crunching numbers, you love doing your taxes. That's fair. I don't want to. I don't want to hobby shame. Like, okay, Um, I I've been a YNAB user. You know, YNAB. It's called You Need a Budget, and it's like this like budgeting system. Yeah. So I've been using that at my friend's introduction for about maybe like eight years now. And wow. Yeah, it's one of like my favorite things to update my YNAB books okay but there's financial planning because i i say so on my list bullet journaling is one of the things we talked about that yeah in last episode and i love to talk about like organizing my time organizing my money and finances i don't like filing my taxes yeah okay, like, <laughs> like yeah. it's not like january hits and i'm like yes it's 2021 it's who's gonna time, sign up baby. for turbo tax sexy like I don't enjoy that component of, of it. Like, H&R Block. But, uh, <laughs> talk finance to me. But like financial planning as a hobby, I totally get. Yeah. That okay. makes sense to me. Very fair. Budgeting. Yeah. Organizing your yeah. time. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 And, and actually bringing it back to like journaling and stuff like that. Um, I have a new bullet journal set up that I'm probably going to post online that I long and hard about our last episode. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of things that. Um, I would like to try. And you and I had talked about this because you are now using an iPad. Um, you went digital to stay organized and you've explained your system to me and maybe you could talk about this quickly. Um, yeah. But that is now something that as a hobby we've taken up is like finding new productive ways to stay organized. Yeah. And that that could be a hobby that people are like, oh, it's not just painting or whatever. Like those are hobbies that you could find as an adult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And it's funny. So with the iPad, I decided to rent an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil from this company in Germany called Grover. 
um, tech rental is quite popular here so that you can try out technology and you don't have to be so wasteful about technology. So with my iPad rental, I rented it because I was wondering how I can be more efficient with my coaching and with my client notes and all of that. And so it came, I organized all my client notes. It's really great. And then I started to think about, well, how can I organize my time better? What am I going to do about my scheduling and all of that? And so I've um, settled on this one app where it brings in your digital calendars, all of that, because I have my work calendar, I have my personal calendar, and I have my coaching calendar. So it brings in all of those calendars, but I can actually write on top of it. And I can like make notes on the side. So I can have my own bullet journal, but also with the digital schedule in the same place. This is like, you know, a marriage of two things that I absolutely love, handwriting and being creative, but also being digitally organized. So that is like the epitome of, of, um, I want to say Raina. <laughs> like that is Raina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Kim. And digitizing together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, together. And handwriting and pretty colors. So you should post some of your pictures. I should. I really should. Yeah. And so a new hobby is now also watching YouTube videos of other iPad creators making content and like drawing and doing their schedules and all these like study with me videos and like work with me videos. Same. I'm obsessed. Do you like that too? Yeah, right? Oh my God. There's this one girl who literally, it's an ASMR. She does 25 minute increments of her working. You follow along. Then she takes a little bit of a coffee break and it's aesthetically set up pretty with a cappuccino on the side. And she does her, like very similar to you, she has a digital um, method of recording all her work. So I'm kind of blown away how this is now a new culture that I did not know about at all yeah. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's definitely a privileged um, way of, you know, doing all of this. Because, like, mm -hmm. let's face it, iPads are f so expensive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm actually going to buy one after this rental. I'm renting it for, I think, like, 45 bucks a month. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm only renting it for six months. Okay. So I'm just trying it out. I, as much as I love it, I don't know if I can afford the real thing after six months. So I'm just going to, like go hard with my iPad hobby for the next six months, get it out of my system, and then maybe, I don't know, think of something else to do. <laughs> Crocheting. No, but you, you actually bring up a good point. There's no shame in stopping a hobby. Like yeah. People think, oh my God, I don't want to start and quit. Quit. That's fine. You don't yeah. have to feel married to this activity for the rest of your life. Like I tried running. Not for me. I'm happy moving on. The part of hobbies is that if you don't, if it doesn't spark joy, move on to something that you like. I think the point is to go and find that thing. If money is tight for people or if it's like, okay, then find something else that, you know, was, is within your means, right? Um, I understand like salsa dancing is not cheap, right? Mm -hmm. But there's so many great YouTube tutorials that if you just want to learn the basics, go online, like, you know, I I just hope that when people listen to this, you know, like, oh, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I don't have the budget. I think it's you finding what you enjoy and what you like and what's within your means. Yeah. And I love that you said that because it kind of also connects to one of our career episodes that we did where if you, you know, know that you want to do or have a career in something, but you just can't get to it. What is another way, another form where you can accomplish that thing? 
And so what you just said, Kim, like if going to salsa class is too expensive and it's also not realistic in this, you know, COVID era, mm-hmm. find another way to do it if it really sparks joy in you. And and also, like, we, we, we talk about, you know, staying productive and people think, again, this has to be this highbrow thing. It doesn't. Like, we have a list of things in front of us right now. One of them I put down BTS, but, you know, Raina put down K-dramas as one of her hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. People, it doesn't have to be the opera, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. Yeah. I had never watched K-dramas before this pandemic, and now I'm really into them. It's also, like, something that Joe and I do together. Oh. And we, like, hit each other as, you know, the love scene develops. And then, you know, we, like, freak out together. So, yeah, it's something oh. that we like doing together. I love that. I love that. That this hobby of watching K dramas is also something that you guys do together as a couple. That is something to, you know, meaningfully pass time and that other people can misconstrue as, oh, you're just watching television. No, it's not just watching television. It's a cultural reset. Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. And, um, we sometimes also do other things while we're watching it, but at least we're watching it together in the same space and we're like making fun of the same people and like, Hitting each other at the right times, being like, oh my God, are you seeing this right now? <laughs> and you know what's fun is that you have people who can like freak out and, and enjoy the stuff. And I think it's yes. digital. We we just recently got, um, what's it called? Clubhouse. Yes, that's right. Well, I, I got through Raina. Let's be real. I'm not cool enough. So <laughs> I got the <laughs> invitation through Raina. It's very, it's very exclusive. But there, I, I was going through Clubhouse. If you don't know, it's an app in which you need to be invited to. But there's a lot of entrepreneur. There's like um, different conversations. There's like shoe heads. There's like so many different places in which you can actively join an actual conversation. Um, and exploring the app made me realize there's such there's a big conversation going on in such niche things Mm -hmm. that you can go find them and be part of a conversation and indulge in that hobby and there's nothing too high or low brow yeah it's so true yeah i love that i mean yeah it is exclusive because you need an invite and it's only on ios right now but once you get into it i think it's such a low pressure low obligation place to explore hobbies and you know, listen to other people talk and you can also talk. So I've actually been really enjoying Clubhouse. I There's some stuff that we didn't get a chance to to go through just because we've actually taken, actually based on this conversation, we've talked a lot about our hobbies. There's something on this list called mini motorways. And I refuse to end this conversation without you explaining what that means. <laughs> oh, my God. So when I got this iPad rental, it also came with a sub- like a free subscription to Apple Arcades or Apple Arcade. Ah! It's basically like the game center, right, of yes! Apple products. So Mini Motorways is this really aesthetically pleasing, beautiful game where you have to connect houses to like car dealerships by <laughs> plotting roads. And um, the more that you can plot these things, you get highways, you get bridges, you get tunnels, and like the city gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So when you enter the game, you can choose a city like Beijing, Tokyo, Munich, Zurich, wherever you want to be. And then it starts off with one house and one car dealership. I don't know what it is. It just looks like a dealership. (laughs) <laughs> and it gives you, like, let's say 20, like, tiles that are roads. So you have to connect it with your fingers. And then the cars start flowing. And then all of a sudden, like, you get 
15 other houses and places you have to connect with bridges and tunnels and all of these things. And it's so stressful, Kim. It's so it stressful. Like City. Yes. It's like that plus like Roller Coaster Tycoon, which I used to That's love as it. a child. Yeah. And but it's just like a beautiful, stressful game. It's a like those two words are oxymorons, but it's so true. It's like so beautiful, but so stressful. And I like swear as I do this and sometimes I have to hit pause so that the car stop moving and I have to like give myself a pep talk and be like, Raina, you can do this. You can get the cars. And then Joe will be in the corner being like, what are you talking about? Be like, oh, nothing. Ah, Are you a gamer, though? Do you enjoy games? So I never played games until this pandemic. With the pandemic happening, Joe got me Animal Crossing for my birthday, and it's been really fun. Um, both my sisters are also on it, so the three of us played together. Uh, all the, and also the three of us got this one other game called like Fifty One World Games or something. So we like all go on Zoom and then we play like card games together through. Oh, this is all on like Nintendo Switch. Um, but yeah, we play card games together and hang out at the same time on Zoom. So that's like basically this whole gaming thing has been a brand new hobby for me since wow. this whole pandemic started. And it's also brought me so much closer to my sisters because, you know, it's something to do together. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. See, so really fun. this idea of hobbies is also another idea of like connection, right? And I think, yeah, you know, maybe our next episode we'll talk about that. But, you know through finding these hobbies we have found friends or strengthened relationships um and i i kind of hope that people will look at hobbies as something more than just a pastime it's not like a rainy day activity i hope yeah like it's to find a community it's to you know strengthen your relationships with your sisters or family that you can't physically be with right now exactly i think this pandemic is hard on everybody but regardless of the pandemic i really hope that you know our listeners can also find hobbies or explore different hobbies and be able to like own it. I mean, you don't have to be like blasting it on social media 24-7. You can keep, you know, some things private. But, mm-hmm. you know, we just hope that maybe this episode gives you permission to go and do things that you didn't know you could or you were allowed to. Unless it's something illegal. La, 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 la. We don't know yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, we're not yeah, encouraging yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I love that. Again, it goes back to giving yourself permission, yeah. right? Give yourself that permission. If you want to indulge in a game, right? Uh, if you want and you have the means to do it and you've been trying eyeing something, give yourself permission to do that. Yeah. There's no yeah. shame, right? Like, I just don't. Don't stop yourself because you feel like, oh, I don't have the time. I don't, you know, what, blah, 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 blah. Like, Someone's going to go. judge me. Exactly. Go. Do what you want. Because I think this this time is shitty enough. And I think everyone owes it themselves to be kinder and uh, find that release, find that safe outlet, outlet and go and just try be happy. God forbid yeah. we try to be happy. I know. <laughs> it's so true. And I think another angle is you don't need to be good at hobbies. If you yes. enjoy it, just that's good enough. You know? That's so true. Like if you are listening to this and you're like, I've always wanted to run, but I know that I can't run fast. So I don't want to do it. I say just go and do it. Go and run a 10 kilometer pace for all we care. 
you are already a runner. The fact that you put on your running shoes and you're kind of like, you know, running a little bit faster than your normal walking speed, that's a run. It's it's whatever, honestly, that you enjoy. You don't have to be amazing. You don't have to be perfect at it. Just go and do what you what makes you happy. Oh, I love that. I hope I feel inspired. Maybe I'll go for a ride now. <gasps> God, you've inspired me. Matt, get my riding shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And maybe I should go and do some salsa now. <laughs> hey, I'll show you or some make videos. salsa. Making salsa would be much easier for me. Oh, God, that's the one thing in the hobby I couldn't get into is cooking. I tried that failed. Oh. That's definitely not. Yeah. Don't. And also, you know what? I would like to say this. Maybe this will make the cut. But also, don't try something. If you genuinely don't have an interest in it and you're just like in it because, you know, you feel pressured to or yeah. you see a big like, I don't know, you feel like there's like, oh, I guess I should try Peloton. Like, go and try things you genuinely have interest for. Yeah. Like, if you okay. feel... I think puzzles is a good example. I have been like seeing so many people do puzzles during this pandemic that I felt like I had to do puzzles. But I remembered as a kid, I hated them. Do you? I mean, I know. Did you always hate puzzles as a kid? Like, I know oh you just talked about I hate this. them so much. I fucking hate puzzles so right? much. I remembered a gift I got was a 1000 piece puzzle set. Oh, and nightmare. I... I know. I looked at that and I knew my friends. I have one good friend who loves, loves, loves puzzles. And I was like, I think I could re-gift this to her because there is no yeah. freaking way I could yeah. I could sit through like 300 pieces. I can't yeah. even sit through like a Barney 150 piece puzzle yeah. set that's made for exactly. like a ten, like a five-year-old. Yeah. So like I would rather read an encyclopedia for the letter Y than work on a puzzle. <laughs> well, I would rather the history of puzzles than do puzzles. Yeah, it's funny because I also remember everyone got into like Sudoku for a bit. That was yeah. like the thing. Like, and and I was like, nah, that's a puzzle, not for me. <laughs> that's a puzzle. <laughs> that's a puzzle. And God, you're not tricking me. Yeah, I know. You guys want to meet up for Sudoku days? Ah, uh-uh. <laughs> not happening. So that's that's the one thing. Like, you can't you can't just try something that you genuinely want to do, right? Yeah. Like, don't don't go feel pressured into it just because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, just, like, exactly. Don't want to say no. And, okay, maybe this will be the last thing because we keep talking and talking. But if you feel like you want to try something or you feel like you like it but you don't really know and it's like too much commitment, go watch a YouTube video on it. Ooh. There are so many videos of everything and anything on YouTube. So just go and check out someone doing puzzles or someone making sourdough bread i don't know just go and like google that and then watch that and then if it like really excites you maybe that's a good indication right but that's so true yeah. but if it's if it doesn't really spark your joy like if chloe ting working out doesn't spark your joy <laughs> maybe that's not a hobby <laughs> <laughs> or it could be something like hey i'm gonna buy her elastic bands to join her workout hey <laughs> there you go wait is that something you've done uh yeah i have them <laughs> Maybe do you I pulled them up in the video? I legit bought the Chloe Ting elastic bands because I was like, I support the sales. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, we You're we have amazing. definitely. I, it's funny now to wrap this up. It it is funny now that we could take us now we're in year two. We could take a step back and like, wow, we've done a lot actually. Yeah, we really have. <laughs> we really have done a lot, a lot of the same things and different things. So tell us, you guys, tell us what your hobbies have been like what have you started yes. what have you quit what do you want to start inspire us 
We want to know. Yes. And then do it within the six months that Raina could record it in her iPad because <laughs> there's an expiration date. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's ticking. It's ticking, guys. <laughs> so tell us, hurry, hurry. Uh, all right. So that was our episode on hobbies during this hard, hard time. And again, don't be shy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We're going to start our YouTube channel soon. So thanks for listening. Rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Kimberly. I'm Raina, and you've been listening to Obsessed with AGGs. <laughs>